Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. All right, if my people, turn with me if you would, or look up on the screen to the Scripture found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and if they will seek my face, and if they will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. This is an amazing portion of Scripture But the pivotal word that defines our call and calling God is that little word, if. Everyone say, if. If it changes everything, all the possibilities and all the call of God on our lives hangs on this one word, if. I was saying this morning to our morning congregation that uh, Jesus refused to be categorized or boxed by the smallness of man's thinking. And I feel that way when it comes to the argument of Calvinism versus Armenianism. Some say that, you know, God's in control. He's going to do it all. Sit back, relax and do nothing. That's what a, a, a typical Calvinist may say. And then there's the Armenian who would say, no, we have to play our part. We have to do our thing. And I want to say, where do I sit? I refuse to be categorized in either category. I believe with all of my heart that it's a bit of both. I believe nothing is going to happen in this world without God say so. I believe at the end of the day, everything God wants to do and everything God wants to achieve will happen. That makes me a Calvinist. But this I also know, nothing's going to be achieved unless it's through people. God's method is man. God wants to use you. He wants to use me to fulfill the plans and the purposes that are going to take place anyway. And He gives us the opportunity to be involved. And if we say no, then he'll use somebody else, hence fulfilling what he was always going to do. But he does for a small moment in time, give us the opportunity to be involved. And that's what all good, all good dads do. Have you ever been as a parent painting a wall or doing something in the garden and you let your little child help you? And they pick up the roller and there's paint everywhere. They're not really helping you at all. But you enjoy it because you love being with your kids. That's kind of what it's like with God. We, we would never get the job done if it wasn't for our dad doing the majority of the work. But it's great to be involved. And God gives us this opportunity to be involved here on planet Earth in the lives and the effectiveness and the fruitfulness of other people. Well, God is at work behind the scenes. And I thank God for that. But we do have to play our part. The word if is pivotal to our calling. If people would read their Bible, they might learn some things about God. If people would pray, if people would have a healthy devotional life, if people would honour their parents, if people would stick around instead of just changing their mind all of the time. If my people, that is what is going on here in this Scripture. See, many don't do these things. Many don't stick to the Scriptures and they wonder why nothing happens. And as a result of nothing happening, they they develop a, a nasally whine, a nasally whinge, like you see in the kids. 
particularly at shopping time or as we come into the school holidays and we do a long road trip. You know what I'm talking about, parents? Or maybe you can remember back to when you were a kid and you're sitting in the back seat of the car and I Spy only works for a short period of time. And after you've finished with I Spy, and when you've finished playing every game you can imagine, then, then the fun starts. Mima, Mima. He's on my side. Mom, Mom, they pinched me. He hit me. He slapped me. He's calling me names. And then I always remember my dad saying, you do not want me to stop this car. If I have to stop this car, you will regret if I have to stop this car. I think he pinched me. He picked me. He did this. He did that. He did the other thing. Who knows what I'm on about? Welcome to Christmas holidays. That's what we're going into. He touched me. He, he called me names. Don't make me stop the car. How many know what I'm on about? And God, our Father who art in heaven, has this little rock called planet Earth with 7 billion people on it. And essentially, if we don't get into prayer, we're going to develop that nasally whine. He pinched me. Oh, that nation, they bombed me. Well, I'm going to bomb them back. And oh, they had planes coming in. I don't know. And God is driving his car, trying to get us from A to B as we just keep whinging and complaining because we're not participating in His plan and in His purpose. If my people, are you a people tonight? Awesome. See, the difference for your life is in your mouth. What you say with your mouth will ultimately happen. You know that? Often a lot of the doom and gloom that comes our way is because that's what we've been talking about. And so where is a power in our spoken word? And God is saying through this passage tonight that He's willing to heal our nation. He's willing to move on our behalf if we would pray. It's an amazing thing to me that God has to command His people to pray. It should be something that we just love to do. It should be something that we enjoy doing because we are grateful for all that He's done. Yet in the busyness of life, we tend to forget the goodness of what He has done. And so we have to be reminded and at times commanded to pray. And I want to encourage you tonight, church, to be a praying people. But He didn't just say pray. He didn't just say pray. There were other ingredients that make our prayer more powerful and more potent. And I'll look at those three things very quickly tonight. We're gonna to get the musicians up here, we're gonna sing again, and then we're gonna do some praying. Some of the other ingredients to prayer that make prayer more powerful and more potent. Just like when you bake a cake, you need all the ingredients. You leave one or two ingredients out and it becomes a massive Pinterest fail. You see all these wonderful Pinterest pictures. I'm going to make that. I know, I know I've, I've seen you do it. I've tasted some of the cakes you've made for me. Thank you very much. The Pinterest fail. It didn't quite work out because we leave out certain things. And so here's some things that we need to add to our prayer. The Bible says, if my people would humble themselves. If we would humble ourselves and pray. See, prayer acknowledges that we are insufficient in ourselves. Prayer acknowledges that we lack. 
Prayer acknowledges that we need something that we can't get in our own strength. Prayer acknowledges that something that needs to happen will never happen in our strength alone. I thank God for all of this behind me. I thank God that we don't live and do church like we used to 30 years ago. I thank God for technology. I thank God that we've been able to tap into that. I thank God that that has a measure of success and creates a measure of relevance for us to reach the people of our community in our day in 2014 going into 2015. I thank God for that. But this I know, all this alone will never ever do nor bring the promises of God to pass. Prayer is simply humbling ourselves saying, Lord, we can't do this by ourselves. It so saddens me when I see the, 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 the people falling away from God or no longer going to church or, or whatever the case may be. And I have to say at the end of the day, it's because there's a lack of intimacy and a lack of prayer and a lack of humbling ourselves. And so the Bible says that if we would humble ourselves and pray, if we would constantly call out to Him as a reminder that we need Him, See, pride increases when prayer decreases. For us to have an effective, powerful, potent prayer life, we need to stay humble. Turn to the person next to you. Turn to the person next to you. I'm trying to preach really quick. That's what I'm trying to do. I've probably still got a 40-minute message I'm trying to cram into 15. That's the problem here. Turn to the person next to you and say, stay humble. Secondly, it says, and seek my face. See, God's face is discovered in prayer. And there can be no relationship with God without prayer. See, essentially, Christianity is not a list of rules and regulations of what to do and not to do. It's a relationship with our Creator. And that relationship grows, and that relationship is enhanced when we stay in direct communication with Him. Can I just put a a little bit of a challenge out there to us who would call ourselves prayers? Can I just ask, if we did an audit of our own prayer life, if we did a stock take of our prayer life, for those of us who say, I pray, back off, I pray. Can, Can we be honest right now? If we was to do a stock take of our prayer life, how much of it would be seeking His hand for what He can do for us and what He can give us? And how He can heal us and how He can make my life more comfortable. Versus, Lord, I just love you. I'm so grateful for you. How many of us woke up this morning and said, I'm I'm just grateful, Lord. I'm grateful for what you have done. I'm grateful that you've taken a wretch like me. I'm grateful that you have saved me. I'm grateful that you gave me redemption when I did not deserve it. I thank you that you've created a place in heaven for me that I did not deserve. And through no effort or work of my own, because of your sacrifice, because of your love, because of your uh, gratitude to me, I have a place in heaven. I thank you for that, Lord. If we were to order our prayer life, how much of that would be going on? Would that even register 10% of our prayer life? The Bible says, if my people would humble themselves and if they would seek my face. He didn't say, if you would stay in pride and just keep asking me all the time. Again, think back to your childhood or if you are a parent and have young kids, 
How much pleasure do you get in your child coming to you all the time just asking for stuff? Versus that time when they just sidle up alongside you and just cuddle you for no other reason than they just want you. This is the relationship that God wants with us. One that is not just take, 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 but one that comes and can give and be grateful. We've got to seek His face and not just His hand. Prayer cannot just be a shopping list. There is definitely a part of prayer where we can come boldly to the throne room of grace and ask God for the miraculous, ask God for the impossible. That is a part of prayer, but it can't be all of our prayer. It's just like in a marriage. If you are just always working and always making money to get the next thing, your marriage will suffer. Because our marriage was not designed to always be at work, always getting, always doing, always achieving Marriage was created so that we could be together and work together. Just squeeze your partner's hand if you're there right next to them. Baby, I love you. It's awesome. And my third point tonight, and we need the band to come up because I said we wouldn't be long. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. See, the power to turn from evil is found in prayer. The power to be over, uh, to overcome temptation is found in prayer. I mean, I, I thank God that I can come to God and ask for forgiveness when I've messed up. But that's just, again, one aspect of prayer. There's another side of prayer that's so powerful and so potent that we can come and we can overcome the temptation that comes our way. And that's what it's saying here. When we turn from our wicked ways, in James chapter 5, verse 13, it says, Is anyone in trouble? He should pray. If anyone is happy, let him sing songs of praise. James 5, verse 16 says, Therefore confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that we may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. It says Elijah was just like us. Elijah was that Old Testament prophet. And he did great things for God. But it's really easy to look at a story like that or a man like Elijah and think it's all right for him. But the Bible says Elijah was just flesh and blood like you and I, but he tapped into the power of prayer. He was able to humble himself. He was able to seek God's face. And he was able through prayer to overcome temptation and live a righteous, godly life and deal with those wicked thoughts and those wicked schemes that come from time to time. He says, on one occasion, he prayed that it would not rain for three and a half years and it did not rain. And then after that time, he prayed for it to rain and it rained again. His prayer was so powerful. It had uh, power over the elements. And as we pray tonight, we want to pray powerful prayers. We want to pray prayers that we know in and of ourselves cannot be achieved without God coming and God doing what only He can do. I never want our church just to be able to carry on without the presence of God. Good music, great music, great lights can never replace the tangible manifest presence of God. And while I'm grateful for the level of skill and excellence that we have developed over the years, none of that replaces the presence of God. 
And so when we pray tonight, I don't want us just to be sitting back there just passively. I want us to tap into this incredible God who's able to do immeasurably more above and beyond all we ask, dream, hope, or even imagine. Our future as a church is in our hands to some degree. Because that little word, if. Our prayer life as a church will determine our future. It will determine our future corporately and individually. If my people, can I just say this is speaking of more than one person? Can we not just leave it to one person tonight to pray? But if, if my people, imagine front to back, right to left, if my people would humble themselves, if my people front to back, right to left would seek His face, if my people front to back, left to right would turn from wicked ways, what could God do? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 